Hello, it is Emma. I'm just here to do a podcast intro today because, as you know, we always say that we will do a separate recording of a podcast intro, but we never do because we're silly billies and we always forget. Anywho, you are listening to More Than Meets the Eye. I'm Emma, and More Than Meets the Eye is a podcast about aesthetics. Um, But today, we're doing a special uh, style of episode called a guest episode. It's pretty self-explanatory, but it's it's a new addition to the season this year, um, even though the season is coming to an end. And we're taking aesthetics and assessing them in real-world applications, particularly with people. So we talk to artists and creators and learn about their personal aesthetics and how they use use aesthetics to build their artistic medium. Today, in this episode, we're interviewing the wonderful Ellie McPhee. Um, Ellie is a musician from South Carolina. Her professional work currently consists of her EP, uh, Cardinal Creek, which is a wonderful, I believe, five-piece uh, EP of self-composed, self-performed music. Um, she's a multi-instrumentalist and a singer-songwriter. Well, she's also recently released a uh, duet under the band name Where's Connie, which is on Bandcamp if you want to listen to it. It's wonderful. And yeah, I brought Ellie to our podcast for this episode um, because I've known Ellie since I think I was about 15 which means she was probably 16, and we met actually at music camp, because if you don't know, I have also a classical music background, so does Ellie, um, and we both went to a classic music, classical music summer camp, and that's how we met, and we've been buddies ever since. This was a really special episode, because I know Ellie super well, but this was a fun part that I got to talk about with her and with Antonella, and it's real fun, so let's go talk to Ellie. Hello. <laughs> Hi. Hi, Ellie. Hi. How are you doing? Good. A little sniffly. Good. <laughs> yeah. Me too. <laughs> Ellie, are you interested in aesthetics? I think I'm I'm interested in people and I think it's very cute how we have our we have our little specific things that we want to like put on our body or like decorate our spaces with to create, you know, feeling. I don't know. It's just like a, it's a cute human thing <laughs> and I'm interested in it. Um, do you think your artistic aesthetic overlaps with your personal aesthetic or intentionally or unintentionally? Yes and no. Like, I think it's hard to separate the two things, but I, I find that like my sort of personal, at least like physical aesthetic is different from like vastly different from how I sort of appear as an artist, as far as like details and sort of, I don't know. Yeah. Details yeah. and, and spe- specificities. How do I say that? Specificities. Yeah. Yes. That's interesting. Sorry, you might be our first um, artist that we're talking to that has that separation because most people we've talked to so far are pretty like pretty overlap. But for you to yourself see it like be a little bit separate is is interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I'm curious to learn more about your personal setting because I listened to your music, so I already have kind of an image in my head of like what that aesthetic is so um we can delve into that more yeah you're really the 
the controlled uh, variable Antonella because I've known <laughs> for like so long. So like I like it's both it was both not surprising and surprising to hear her music, but you like oh. you went music first and then person. That'll be interesting. Yeah, I have a true just like perspective on it. Ellie, if you could describe your aesthetic in one sentence, whether this is like the personal one or the artistic one, how would you describe it? I think musically um, I try to be very honest and playful. Um, those are kind of two words that come to mind, especially, yeah, yeah, you said one sentence. I could totally hear that with the music. Is there any specific, like, we've been doing our episodes on, like, little cores and niche aesthetics. Is there any specific core that you pull from or you're inspired by? I... It's funny because I was thinking about this question before and this is why I this is a part of why I said like my personal aesthetic is so different from my artistic aesthetic because I think my my like style me is very norm core which sounds kind of sad <laughs> like like I'm very plain I don't know I'd be like I don't really dress myself up in the way that I like want my art to be dressed up you know what I mean like um as far as art though I, I think I think I draw from a lot of like older things and try to make them new, like Avril Lavigne type, you know, like goth emo core. Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Music's hard. Music's hard because it's like you're, you're just naturally pulling from so many influences who've also been influenced by other time periods and people. So it's a very like just melting pot of aesthetics yeah. at the end of it. I can see the normcore thing, but I think you're the way you're approaching the normcore, like, is not how you're describing it. Like, to me, you you are very colorful in your normcore. It is very interesting. It is very detailed. Um, and like, I think normcore can be interesting and detailed. Um, I think it's more like normcore is almost like the silhouette that you tend to like fall towards, or like the 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 feeling, but like with a lot of like, you know. I always think of you in wearing like patterns or like natural colors and that's like not very norm core to me like especially right now you have like this great sweater on and it's like it is norm core but it's like a fun like colorful holiday sweater kind of norm core you know yeah I don't know I was thinking about this and like I feel like for, I've tried out some different aesthetics like through obviously you know we all have we all especially like as women I feel like this kind of is growing up like I'm gonna try out wearing headbands and being preppy like I grew up in the south there's a very specific style there Vera Bradley mode you know whatever I'm gonna wear dresses a lot this this year and try that out but I feel like my general aesthetic is more like what's the core for this like skin and bones like I like the way that I move and like I, I was just telling Emma I fell down the subway platform stairs like I always have bruises because I'm just clumsy and I like don't think I can fix it at this point. <laughs> it's just how I am. And so it's like <laughs> having bruises and like the way my shoulders are kind of boxy. I feel like that's more of like what I would consider to be like my aesthetic rather than like the things that I drape myself in. Ooh, like, oh. Yeah, that's so fascinating because I feel like, yeah, you don't normally think about your physical, your, your actual physical body that you're working with, like the canvas that you're working yeah. with I feel like most people see themselves as just they kind of ignore that layer and just you know 
goes straight to the clothes um the decorating the of the the silhouette i also think that's good i mean just from like a purely fashion aesthetic perspective like that's a really good thing to have to like be in tune with your own like silhouette like that like it it means that your aesthetic is matching like who you are physically but then it's also like spiritually that sounds crazy but like you know what I mean like it I feel like that's like a good awareness to have in order to like really like be comfortable with yourself and what you're wearing we talked about kind of like aesthetics that you pull from but and you mentioned Avril Lavigne which I'd love to to get more like insight on that but like when you think of specific artists or like people who aesthetics have influenced you who do you think of and and like why are they important to you I feel like I think of of people in my life more than like big big famous people I don't feel as much of like a aesthetic pull or influence by some some of the stars but there is this woman um named Aunt Kath and I straight up don't know her last name uh, she is someone I met in Charlottesville, Virginia, and I just, I feel like my life, there was like before Kath and after Kath, just watching, she's like 62 or something like that. She was one of my closer friends when I was in this small town, and her place, like the way she decorated her space was just so lived in. It was like one of those kinds of places where you you're like, I could take off my shoes and put my feet on the coffee table. And like, I know that you do that and I would feel comfortable doing, you know, just like I can make myself at home and like stick around. And um, and her clothing, she's just always like so comfortable. And there's something about like an ease to um, to knowing that someone is comfortable. Like that makes me feel good. Just being like, you're not trying to be anyone else or like overdoing it. But at the same time, she's a ridiculous cellist and vocalist and just like does experimental music. And she used to be in like punk band. She's a, she's an old punk, basically. Yeah. And I'm just obsessed. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Just like coolest person ever. I'm obsessed. <laughs> this is a large generalization, but I genuinely think that punk people may be the coolest people in the world. Every punk <laughs> I meet, I'm like, yeah, yeah, okay. That's, yep, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I think like, yeah, the lived in part is, is really big. I feel like people who are in tune to like every detail and facet of their existence, their physical existence is so beautiful to me. Like when someone truly nails down their physical space, and it's so them, like I, I always admire that. Yeah, I love that about, I don't, I'm like, definitely a maximalist. That is one of the, uh, one of the things that I feel strongly about which you can't tell by the room I'm in right now because my art got stolen um but yeah (laughs) but like because of that I'm you know I like to hang up like letters on the wall like anything I need the more shit on my walls the like better I feel I guess and going to her house just like collection you know she's older so she has this like just collection and I'm like where what is the story behind this I'm not even going to ask I just like like knowing that there is one you know right yeah I feel like yeah and I feel like in your music it's so textured too so I definitely get that kind of like different different textures happening in each of the songs doesn't feel like they're you know minimalist songs in that there's no like insane heavy production but I feel like you get that more maximalist feel and just like the tiny, all the little layered details together. 
in the songs. Would you feel yeah. like your your music like reflects that kind of maximalist idea? Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's it's wordy. I think I like really rely on on the lyrics um, for it for it in general. Like it's more lyric based than it is kind of rooted in in the music side of things. Just because also like a little background, I'm a classically trained violinist. I kind of started singer songwriting like in my bedroom. I don't know COVID time <laughs> and. And it's very, I'm not trained in singing or trained in playing guitar. Obviously there's like enough musical background from being in music school for six years, but like it feels very low pressure. So I don't know, it's more fun for me to be playful with the words and, and kind of work through that. I try to like take, I guess another part of it being a little bit maximalist is like I take, um, interesting things that people say to me like throughout a span of time and I just like throw them kind of immediately into like a notes app or a notebook or whatever and my some of the stories in my songs aren't even mine it's just collections of things that people I love or like even people on the subway have just said and then I make the story out of these like fragments I guess which is pretty that's a maximalist <laughs> thing to do I think yeah totally yeah uh I was going to agree and say, like, I feel like the storytelling part of, of your songwriting is the maximalist part because it's like the characters that you create, which like, I feel like there is a sense that, you know, that these are characters, like perhaps it's, it's the, the point of view of the girl who like wrote the song, which is obviously you, but like in a way, you know, making it more abstract, like the person who's telling the song that we're listening to, like it, it feels like a very complex character which I think is why like uh, most people probably assume this was you or this was your experience, but then like knowing you and, and hearing this from you, we know that it's now not, but I think there is um, complexity to, to the music as well. Um, especially like the way you write your songs, you don't do the, like, you're not like first chorus, first chorus, bridge, chorus, yeah. chorus, you know, it's like there, it's more, complex and more interesting and it, it follows um the story rather than a pattern and I think that that's kind of what makes them maximalist you know that they're not being they're not very straightforward they're they're kind of like you're gonna follow the song and find yeah. where it goes and that it deviates a little bit like yeah. from a strict path which yeah adds that like kind of messy texture maximal idea um but yeah, you mentioned your like notes app and collecting people's ideas. Is this like when you collect it, is it all consciously for a song or it kind of just like you look at the your your notes at the end of the day and you kind of build from there? Is it like a conscious decision to to create no. from it? It's usually just like I mean, even sometimes just like funny things people say where I'm just like that was that was like noticeably peculiar or noticeably beautiful and like regardless I mean I don't use half of it sometimes I'll I'll like hear something that someone says write it down and use just that one you know like two word thing and then write something based off of my own experience on that but it's just like kind of I it's easier when you're pulling from other people for me I don't know and just kind of like yeah, taking yourself out of it. I usually end up finding myself somewhere in it in the end. Like, it's funny, I'm saying these songs like aren't even necessarily about my own experience, but then it's very easy to kind of just be like, 
wait, we've never had an original experience in our lives like this. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's what I think, like, when people, like, we've asked before, like, oh, like, my artistic aesthetic is different from my personal aesthetic. Like, you end up just reflecting back and connecting in any ways, you know? Like, it's all, it all ends up relating back to yourself, you know, yeah. whether you meant to or not. I think, like, they can go, they can coincide, but like the the songwriting part is so vulnerable and so honest like i i don't really know you you've listened to my music now you know so that you do have sort of an insight on like you know my past relationship or whatever which is very weird like i'm still getting used to that <laughs> i was just to have this conversation with you i probably wouldn't be like so when I was growing up in South Carolina, um, there was this place that the cats, like, I don't know, and like giving you all these details. I think that's where the disconnect is. Like, it yeah. takes a really long time to be that honest and like deep with people. And I'm not, I mean, yeah, Emma, like, we shared a cabin together and I feel like we didn't, we were playing music and stuff, but we weren't like sharing deep secrets as 13 year old kids or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we were also like 15, which is like where the peak age of kind of lying about everything about yourself. So I yeah. feel like it, it makes sense that that like is how it went. But then at the same time, there is like, you know, I mean, we've known each other, we've been friends since then. So like there is a connection you make there where it's like, you 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 know you have something in common. So that's why it lasts. Well, I also think you're talking about like, how like writing about your personal experiences into your art and into your music and like there's this really interesting thing where like as a listener I don't know what's like the truth or not you know and like I even know you but I'm like is this that like is that who she's talking about or like is this that experience like and I think if, if it wasn't someone who I did know I'd just be like oh like that name she said is it might just be totally made up you know and like that is like a, I think something that like a lot of listeners like they'll listen to your music and you could intentionally put a misnomer in or like say someone's name that you know but it, it's like you don't have that relationship with them and it's like that's really interesting to always like wonder like oh is that legit or like is she making that up you know and I, I think that's a really beautiful thing about that kind of art. I've been having a really fun time and this is where I'm yeah this is where the honesty thing is complete bullshit saying my music is honest I do think it is but I a lot of people come to shows and they ask questions about who things are about or they think when I make an Oberlin reference or when I reference certain things they think it's about them mm. and and I just let them I just say yes <laughs> <laughs> no I think that's great though because it's like yeah it dude probably like all fucking musicians do that because it's like you have a audience member you have someone like a fan like listening to your stuff enjoying it being like this is about this and I felt that way and like you you don't want to ruin that magic for them so like I don't even like I don't even think that's bad like I think that's yeah. beautiful in a way yeah I mean I'm just like why why would I deny you like everyone wants to feel special and like totally. why would I deny you of that like attention and connection to the song if you're thinking this is about you or like a certain place Go for it. That's the point. I want you to connect, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, what's the... I mean, you're not making music to, like, specifically only apply to yourself. Like, that's not the point. Or else you right. wouldn't release music. It's, like, meant mm. to be... There's an audience in... 
that's envisioned in a in a way when you are releasing art yeah. regardless so yeah exactly um i do want to ask we can cut this out but the one the one that's, <laughs> um is it matt that you say like matt blah 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 matthew yes is that really about what's his name it's not okay this is a funny thing it's not about um it's not about the big the big x right okay it's about a sort of like smaller but still important it's that is that whole song is about like the concept of like of like wishing that you could do more and it's funny because everybody thinks because I use one name for the whole EP, like that's right. the only name in it. They think it's all about this person, Matthew, who is a real person, but like a kind of more minor play, like a great example of me kind of fucking up a love situation. Okay. Um, but sort of like encapsulating all of them. But yeah, it's funny. Like yeah. it is a real person, but everybody thinks they're like, this is about the person, the whole, uh, like the rest of the EP is about another person. Okay. But yeah, I'm just like. <laughs> I don't know why I chose to use that name. Actually, I do. <laughs> I I um I love this artist named Eliza Naomi. Mm. Um she actually recorded cello on the EP. Oh. And she uses this sh- her set is amazing. She's also like a writer and a singer-songwriter. And she has this hilarious bit or at least she did it for one show where she was talking about this guy Ryan. She used his name a lot in like one song and then for the rest of the set she would just kind of end it and be like, "Ugh, Ryan. Like, she was just, you know, she was, like, acting annoyed with herself, but also, like, Ryan, God. <laughs> and I just thought it was, like, the most wonderful thing, like, to be able to kind of make fun of yourself for using someone's name in a song and fixating, because yeah. it's so annoying to write, I don't know, to just write about, you know, past love, oh, God, you know, just yeah. like over and over. And Yeah. I was like, I love that you're doing that. And so then I was like, I'm going to, I'm gonna put Matthew's name in this thing. <laughs> has he ever said anything about it or no? He is like off the grid. Oh, um, I, I mean, he has like signal. I think maybe a WhatsApp. I don't know. <gasps> I sent it to him though. Okay. I oh. sent it to him. I don't know where he is in the world, but I felt weird using his name, and I knew it was gonna have like Oberlin reach the EP at yeah. least, like. You know, if people are going to listen to it, it's going to be, like, my Oberlin friends who know, the close ones know about that. And right. I was like, I don't want him to find out about this from someone sending him. Right. I don't know. Like, that would be kind of painful. It's a, yeah. it's like a hard song. It's a sad one, yeah. you know. I was like, is it okay? And he was like, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I don't even yeah, know him, like, yeah. personally. Like, I just know him because you know you and Devin and everybody who I know um yeah Devin going to Oberlin though Devin is my brother for the listeners it's just like the funniest thing because like not only do I know people he knows because he went there like half the people that we know in common went there so it's like funny like how many people I know at Oberlin but then also I know those people's friends plus it's like so complicated for no reason but Wow, um, this, the circle is very small. Yeah, <laughs> no, it, so- it sounds like any you know, liberal liberal arts college. Yeah, <laughs> you end up just like connecting with everybody. Knowing everybody. Um, yeah, exactly. Um, I'm gonna I guess deviate a little bit from the questions because you're our first music person. So actually, it's so interesting when you 
bringing the live performance aspect into all of this, do you feel like you're also trying to curate an aesthetic with your live performances? I'm, yeah, I'm working working on that. (laughs) I'm working on that because this is new. I'm used to standing, you know, straight and tall with my violin, wearing all black. And and, uh, this is... It's weird because I'm like allowed to be myself. I'm allowed to curate it, yeah. and I'm sort of figuring out which which path I want to take with that. I have a hard time looking the audience in the eye, like looking out. Um, I like to be sort of like hugged up, like <laughs> like really close against my guitar, just sort of because I'm used to sort of playing for myself, you know. And um, I don't know. Ideally, I want to curate I guess performance spaces where people are really listening I have a hard time my music doesn't work in like a bar space (laughs) there's too many words and I'm I have ADD I'm too distractible (laughs) um (laughs) but I I guess the what I've been working on the most is the balance between and these aren't on the EP so you you won't know this but like I try to I have these like really sad songs and then in between I'll do like a really goofy song which is also one of my favorite things to write like something speaking of ADD like I have a song that's about being prescribed Adderall later on in life and it's like the doctor gave me meth like I don't know it's just like (laughs) a silly song about like or like usually they're kind of making fun of myself but like something we can all relate to so I've been trying to figure out the line between like I have fun whiplashing the audience I think it's kind of like cheeky to be like let me take you to the plummets of, of sadness and then like you know and then I'm gonna like lift you up and talk about you know working a nine to five or whatever uh so yeah I guess that balance is where I want I I want people to still have fun you know when they're listening and and be not just be like wow she has words yeah I gotta make comments on this now because I have seen you live I've seen you twice live yeah I think so okay yeah um so the first thing you were talking about was you were like you think you like don't make contact with eye contact with the audience maybe you don't but like it doesn't feel like that and i think there's something charming about how like while while you're in the song you're very like into the music and into what's happening even if it's funny usually when it's funny you're a little more pulled out but i think like to be like like that in a way is like who you are truthfully i think i remember one time I asked you after you performed, I was like, who do you think is more real, like Ellie singing the songs or like Ellie when she's not singing the songs? And you were like Ellie when she's singing the songs. And I was like, yeah, I feel that way too, because now I understand why we're friends, like after seeing you perform. Um, Because like the, that like kind of very pure, very like down to the core version of Ellie, I was like, oh yeah, I see myself in that too. And that's like, that makes sense to me. So I think there's, like, there is, like, when you perform, just this special presence that you can bring to the table that you don't have to, like, change it and, like, turn on for the audience or anything. Like, like you already have this presence while you're performing. And the second thing about the, how you like to switch it up, I think that's so good because, like, you know when you go see an artist who, like, has only, like, a lot of sad songs and then they're just, like, really, like, like, just kicking the potato masher and hitting you over the head a million times and it's like okay we get it it's sad cool and like after a while it gets a little too much 
But then on the flip side, like, if you were just doing the joke songs the whole time, like, you're not a comedian, like, why would you be doing that, you know? Right, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I think yeah. having that balance is really smart, and it keeps it both interesting and, yeah, like, like yeah. true to you, too. So the, uh, the looking at, or, like, I don't know, I guess it's very important for me to, that people know that this is, that it's freaking terrifying to be a songwriter and share all of your secrets like I want people not to feel uncomfortable listening to that but for some reason looking people in the eyes makes it sound like or makes it feel like I would tell them that anyways you know it's like no 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 this is like this is special like I'm doing something like I don't know that's I think that's why I tend to be kind of like okay bedroom guitar time (laughs) mode yeah but also like playing your own pieces versus playing already composed pieces is so different like yeah that's just you're working like a different part of your brain almost like when you're you're focusing on performance and simply just performing someone's work you know um versus like also interpreting yourself on a stage is so so different all right so did you do the the art on the album cover too of Cardinal Creek? I did not. Okay. My uh, my friend Hannah did it. But um, but I do, I dabble in visual arts sometimes. I don't know. It's more my mom and sister are artists. So I'm kind of like, that's their thing. But I, I've been, I've been making some line of cuts lately. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm just wondering if, if you, uh, if you have any part of like the art world that you haven't yet incorporated, but that you want to incorporate, like into your music or like into you know you as an artist like doing more visual art doing you know music videos who knows like that kind of thing like do yeah. you want to do anything like that I definitely I really want to do a music video actually I think it would be very fun but I like the idea I want to get more into like having projections behind me mm. while I'm playing or having like a like an audio visual element kind of as a as a part of the performance I always I just like love seeing artists that are doing that anyways um and like creating kind of the the backdrop for that I think it would be really cool I also want to put violin in my singing stuff um (laughs) that's been like a huge point of tension like internally I guess of just being like if I put violin on this I'm gonna start like freaking out and taking myself way too seriously and I'll never release anything but you know I think there is a world in which I, I add some fiddle to my own stuff yeah. because that is the thing that I went to school for for six years. <laughs> <laughs> like, please, just do it. You know how to play this thing. Like, it's fine. Yeah. Um, the struggle of using so, yeah. your degree in real life. Yeah, God. <laughs> um, so if you could collaborate with anyone in any shape or form, musically or, you know, in other maybe for a music video, uh, who and why? Mm, I think... Oh, um, I would want to collaborate with Connie Converse. Do you guys know about her? I do not. She's she's kind of been, like, haunting my life for the past four years or something. She's this amazing old singer-songwriter. I think... If she is still alive, she would be like 94, 95, oh, but man. she released, she has one album and it's beautiful and it's really playful. Like she, she doesn't have like the silly song and then the sad song. It's like 
this perfect combination all in one and she went missing randomly um she like told her family that she was gonna go travel um and like got in a van and was never found again but they're Mm -hmm. kind of starting to find her field recordings and stuff I don't know she just her music is like haunting and she's just this character that I'm like so curious about and I want to know how she songwrites maybe she's still out there I really want to write a song about finding her and like unusual spots like found Connie running at the pool or like I found Connie like gambling in New York you know (laughs) something like but yeah I'm obsessed with her and she I think about her all the time yeah that'd actually be an interesting way to I guess like you are kind of collaborating by writing about her in a certain way or like using her story yeah she's amazing yeah I'm definitely looking her up like right after this um and then, it, like, kind of in a similar vein, but, uh, like, current contemporary people, like, out there, are th- is there anybody that you think of as, like, your contemporary that, like, you see in the same, like, realm as you, whether it's music-wise or, you know, anything else-wise? Yeah, um, there's a lot of people in the city, especially, but um, Lily Talmers is, I'm, I'm playing a show with her soon, and I've just kind of, I'm... I'm, like, in awe every time I see her perform. She looks the audience members in the eyes. She, like, really is just one of the, the greatest, like, performing acts. Like, her whole, I don't know, she's she's just got it, and her music is beautiful. Um, she does Eliza have, like, Edens. a different, sorry, she does have, like, a different energy, though. Like, the songs that she, she writes, because I've seen her perform with you before, and she yeah. is just fantastic. Um, but she, you know, like... She doesn't, she looks people in the eyes because that's what she's asking for. You know, she's asking for that connection, which, like you were saying, like, you're not asking to be, like, that direct with people. Like, you're more like, hey, I'm telling you a secret, where she's like, I have something to tell you, you know? Yeah, she's very commanding. Like, I feel like every time I see her perform, the audience is kind of, like, hypnotized, which is just, like, a really magical thing to be a part of. Um... There's Liv Green is an amazing songwriter. I really look up to her. And she she's a Nashville singer songwriter. Uh, Elise Levy is giving Joni Mitchell so good. Like just I don't know. There's there's plenty. Eliza Edens was another one I was saying that I just those are some people who are kind of my my general age doing doing what I'm trying to do, but at like a way wider scale, I guess. Yeah, so I think we'll move on to, like, the final part of our interview, where we just kind of ask, like, little little get-to-know-you questions, but kind of just based on your likes and interests. Uh, so what kind of movies do you gra- gravitate towards? Because we're always talking about... Or you also use, like, movies as, like, just to break down their aesthetics, too. So this possibly could be... Or could not be a reflection of your musical... Yeah. Uh music as well um this is a funny question because you guys are emma specifically is gonna like kill me for <laughs> saying this but i feel like you kind of know i am not i don't watch a lot of movies it's unfortunately. Okay. yeah um i just you know i have this thing i fall asleep if it's a great movie i fall asleep if it's a shitty movie like i just it, cozy mode zonked anyways i do i am drawn to movies that kind of in that vein if I am like feeling sleepy or whatever that are just like straight up visually appealing like um 
I don't know, and I guess TV shows as well. Like, um, I recently watched The Worst Person in the World. Oh, I'm sure so you good. I've seen that. Love that movie. So good. I felt like that was, yeah, I watched it twice, and I'm, again, I'm not a movie person, but it's just like beautiful to look at and like highly relatable, and there's not even, I feel like there's not really that much dialogue in no. that movie. Um, See? And then, like, TV show wise, Midnight Diner, I'm really into right now. I don't know if you guys have seen that, but it's, I guess, like, again, with the fascination in people, that's about this, like, this diner that runs from midnight to six, and the people that come in, it just kind of, like, is, it's just there in the diner, and mm-hmm. the people that come in, it, like, explores their lives a bit. And it's a different person that they explore every episode, but they're always, you know, like either strippers or like mafia men and like the people who are awake from 12 to 6, you know, and it's just like super interesting and and visually appealing. Yeah. Yeah. I I think the connection, sorry, the connection between those two is they're both kind of like mundane situations, but you're, you're like, you kind of like sit in it. You sit in those like super just like normal everyday life context but you can get so many like details and stories which i think is reflective of your music yeah totally i also like i mean you're literally speaking to my soul when you're saying like you prefer films that have less dialogue like that is something that i really like i also love mundane films so it's like i think honestly it, it seems like you know i know you really like visual things and you were talking about how you like visuals like when performers put visuals behind their music like I wonder if like you just like most films that get like you know uh advertised or whatnot like that's not what's going to appeal to you and like there is a genre of film that I feel like you like you probably just you know you have other things that like haven't led you to that I can help you. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, honestly, no. I've been meaning. I've been meaning to ask you for a list. I'm like, winter is coming. Yeah. It's expensive to go anywhere in New York, and we just got a projector in my house. Yeah. So no, but Antonella no, she's also so knows good. I do this all the time. <laughs> so she's so good. She yeah. No, I'm also not like a film person, but like I've you just become one when you're with you are long now. Enough, yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> Because um, I know how to find people's, like, I know how to, like, what do you say? Like, like profile people. Yeah. <laughs> like, I know how to make a list of movies for someone. But anyway, um, so obviously you are a musician, but, like, what kind of music do you usually listen to? Kind of everything. Um, not, I don't... Trying to think, of, I'm not a huge like rock and roller. I guess I don't like. It's easier to think of the things that I don't listen to. So yeah, like, rock and roll and um, Christian contemporary. <laughs> Those would be like my main two that I really don't listen to. I listen to a lot of like really old country, really old folk music. Um, a lot of that is what I grew up listening to. I also have more recently been listening to like punk bands and mm. I, I like the DIY sound a lot like I really like stuff that's not overproduced and overly done I love people who throw their shit on band camp and it's like recorded in their bedroom I don't know I just that's that's been like the vibe that I've been listening to the most lately yeah and then your good old like indie folk obviously like stuff that's in a similar vein to my own things yeah when you're talking about rock and roll are you talking about like like kiss 
Are you talking about like yeah, okay. <laughs> like ACDC yeah, yeah, yeah. kiss and like yeah. That's yeah. super I mean, produced, like yeah. maximal <laughs> rock, like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. glam rock. Um, glam rock, yeah. I could get into it. I could get into it. I just haven't. I don't know. It kind of overwhelms my brain. Yeah. <laughs> okay. There. Now it's Antonella's favorite question. Um, which <laughs> mythical creature do you identify with the most? Mm, giant. <laughs> <laughs> But, like, specifically um, BFG. <laughs> specifically BFG, I don't know. The, I think that... It's so great because, like, I'm taller than you, and we're both tall girls, <laughs> but, like, that's so funny to me because I'm, like, I think I'm, like, I'm at least an inch taller than you. So for you to be, like, a giant, I'm, like, what the fuck am I? Like, uh, I'm not here? Like, hello? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm hey, a I love dwarf. That. Yeah. <laughs> Depends on the day. Giant or dwarf. Aww, those dwarf. are those are very like cute little like classic folk tale yeah. creatures. <laughs> I love that so much. Yeah, we were. You know, it's so funny. We just did. Um, do you know Rumors by Fleetwood Mac? We just did like an episode on that album, and one of the things we brought yeah. up was like the kind of like Appalachia. Uh, aesthetic and I feel like that is part of like your aesthetic as well like both your music and you yourself especially being from South Carolina like like that that growing up so close to like the mountains and everything I feel like has a, a very unique energy that we don't get in New York that much you know yeah 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 I'm learning how to how to speed up in all facets of, of life. I feel like I've been learning since I leave, since I've left the South. It's like, oh my God. Yeah. It is a different type of speed here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, there is like, yeah. No, now that I know you're from the South, I'm like, okay. Like, I feel like I that visual, <laughs> that like open air atmosphere that I was getting, like it, it's making <laughs> sense now. I got it. <laughs> yeah. Um. My favorite question is, what's a random thing that you've been obsessed with lately? Mm. Um, beets, like as a vegetable. Yeah. I've been really craving those for like six months, actually, like a really long time. I don't know why. I've just been, I've been cooking with beets. Um, what else have I been obsessed with? Oh, another B word, basketball. Ooh. This is really out of yeah. I, it's weird because I'm not, not super sporty, for, for like I don't know in the grand scheme of things. But I got a basketball and I started playing. I used to be on basketball in South Carolina. They have church teams, so it was like church leagues depending on where you went to church. And I always used to foul out. Like I didn't understand. I thought basketball was just like fighting people. Like, I didn't <laughs> understand it. And just like yeah, there's like rules. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was just like the really tall person who was always going to get on the team because I was tall as a kid, you know, <laughs> but I started playing and I had a hilarious thing happen um, recently where me and my housemate, who's also like a very jangly, lanky, white person, we go out to the, the basketball courts and there's like two kids that wanted to play two on two with us and it was just like the funniest scene ever because they were like dunking on us and like they were pretty good (laughs) and we were just like but it was so fun and so yeah i'm recently into basketball 
Um, no, I think else? Venus flytraps. Another weird one. I just been thinking about them a lot. Yeah. I um <laughs> think people don't realize that tall doesn't go with sports all the time. Um, especially yeah, when no. you're tall, because tall and clumsy usually go together. <laughs> so if you throw sports in there, it mm. doesn't always work. Um, no, yeah. exactly. Yeah, most interesting insight um, yeah. as a short person. So love to <laughs> well, hear this perspective. Also, short often means like fast because you have less, you know, you literally have right. less to carry. Um, yeah. Meanwhile, we have like this whole like non close to the ground like thing to carry with us, you know. Um, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so what can we look forward to from you? Any upcoming projects you want to plug? This is your space. New EP. Share? Yeah. New EP. New EP. I think I'm. I'm gonna at some point. I have a lot of new songs. I've been writing a lot, and um, at some point, I'm gonna release. Maybe even an album, hopefully. <gasps> but the kind of more more recent one is I recorded uh, a project with my friend Hannah, who did the album art for the EP, but went up to like Quebec. Her family lives in this beautiful, beautiful place. And we recorded 12 songs. I think we're going to use eight of them. And the first one is, the first single is coming out. It's a really, really sad round that I wrote <laughs> and she's singing it with me. It's all just folk duo, duo stuff, but um, that's coming out hopefully November 17th. Um, oh my God, so soon. Yeah, and then the album should be hopefully by January 1st, but we're, I'm taking a really different route with this one and doing everything myself, um, like, which I don't know how to do, to be honest. Um, but it turns out like getting things mixed and done professionally is super expensive and also takes a really long time not that i mean if if we had lots of money i probably would do that but this is because it was recorded like in a house there's a dog snoring in like half of the recordings because her dog's just like you know we're not gonna kick him out of the room it's all like pretty just sort of relaxed sounding which i think is what makes it special and yeah it's it it's a really fun i'll I'll leak some of it to (laughs) y'all Okay, yeah. and our little final question is: um, You have any thoughts that you would want to leave for someone that would that wants to become an artist, whether that's a musician or or just an artist in general? Mm, many, but I think I feel like at least for me, what's been really important in the in the process of kind of stepping out of classical music a bit and and trying out different things like exploring a lot is just like knowing that that is literally allowed especially for people coming from the classical world it's like you can I don't know like I could switch modes and try to be a visual artist if that's what I am feeling and if that's the way that I want to express myself and like that's also allowed you know it's I guess I guess similar to like with anyone changing career paths and all of that it's sometimes I feel like with art the arts and especially when you've been trained um you spent money your parents spent money taking you to lessons and all of that it can feel very much like you're stuck in this one thing that you are you know very good at because you've been training and yeah so it's okay just do what makes you happy (laughs) thank you Ellie thank you so much I love it yeah thank you this is amazing thank you guys. yeah we really thanks we for really doing it this. yeah <laughs>
I'm so happy to be on it. Yay. All right. Our first musician. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> first one, best one. That was our interview with Ellie. You're listening to More Than Eats the Eye. Thank you so much for listening. Um, and we'll see you for the next episode.